Hello, learners, and welcome to Learn On Podcast, the science show by kids for kids. I'm your host, Johnsi, and I'm here with Sinai. Today, we have a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Dr. Gonzalez. I'm an anatomy professor. I teach, obviously, human anatomy and physiology, and I also give uh, tips for students. And um, I have an Instagram account that you guys can just check it out as Queen Mary Anatomy. And I also have an Etsy shop, Queen Mary Anatomy as well. It's very simple. <laughs> yep, we'll link that all below in the description. And so today we're going to be talking about the anatomy of the brain and how it reacts to music. So you may have heard that listening to music while studying or doing work can be beneficial and we do it all the time. But we're going to be talking about why this actually happens and effects that occur in the brain when you're listening to music. So get ready to explore. So what is the structure of the brain and the nervous system? All right, that's a really good question. The In general, the nervous system, it's going to be divided into two parts. We have the central nervous system and we also have the peripheral nervous system. And when we say central nervous system, we have the brain, what we call the brain that it's inside your head and your spinal cord that it's on your back, right? And so your brain is essentially made up of millions of neurons and we have like different fours, uh, four types of um, neuroglias, which are essentially cells that are helping the neurons, right? So we have like the boss and the secretary, if you might see it like that, right? Um, and so in general, the brain has different parts, right? And every single part does a different thing. So we have, for example, what we call the cerebrum, which is the top part of your brain. We have the, the encephalon, which is kind of like in the center. Then the cerebellum, which is like in the posterior part, right? The, the back of your head. And the brainstem, which is like in the bottom of the, of the brain. And then that communicates with your spinal cord. And so that's why we use 100% of our brains, right? There's a myth that says that we only use 10%. That's a myth. We use 100% of it. And so we have multiple parts of the brain. So what parts are responsible for interpreting music? Actually, the brain, specifically the cerebrum, has five lobes. Um, one of the ones that we really use for audition is called the temporal lobe. And that is found on the sides of your brain. And the reason is because um, it actually makes sense because your ears are on the side, right? So that's where you are mostly processing the auditory information, especially everything that we hear. But your brain also communicates with other parts, right? This, this part of the brain communicates with other areas of your brain to also um, uh, interpret this information that we are listening, right? Um, one of the things that I did wanted to mention was that your ear, especially in an area we call the inner ear, it's like very, very deep on your ear. Um, it has an area that's called the cochlea. It kind of looks like a snail, 
right? It's it, if have you ever seen a snail, right? <laughs> it looks like that, and so uh, that little snail um, connects with a nerve. It's called. It has a very big name. It's called the vestibulocochlear nerve. You don't need to know that now, but anyways, that nerve is the one that makes us put that information that we listen to into our brain, and then that's how we can process that information in simple words. Cool. That's very, very interesting. And yeah, it does make sense that the temporal lobes are located near the sides of the ear and very interesting fact. Yeah. And if I can add something else, um, as a matter of fact, you know that we have the right and left side of, of, of our brain, right? So in particular, the right side of your, of your brain, the, the right temporal lobe, it's the one that we use mostly for music and interpreting sounds. Whereas the left temporal lobe is the one that interprets language and the words that we can hear, if that makes sense. Right, right. And how can the brain react to different types of music? And why? That's a great question, actually. Um, this question was... Uh, it made me think a little bit, um, but actually music can be very powerful in our lives and our brains. Um, for example, uh, we all have a favorite music, right? A favorite song, the one that you memorize like super quickly and you keep singing and singing, right? So um, we all have the favorite song that we can remember those lyrics and even hear specific sounds in our brain. But this is mainly because even though the temporal lobe, it's the one processing what we hear, there's also evidence that music stimulates other areas of our brain because there are something we call these neuronal pathways. It's like a street, right? It's like a, like a highway, right? But imagine that inside our brain, right? We have thousands and thousands of highways of communication between these neurons, right? And so... That's why we can communicate with other areas of our brain, right? For different reasons. For example, there's an area of our brain that we call the limbic system. There's also an area that we call the cerebellum, which is like in the back of your head, like I said before. And other lobes like your frontal and occipital lobe that play roles in different types of music and um, how it can stimulate our brain. Wow, yeah, that's very, very interesting. And I think music and just hearing in general is such an important part of our lives. I mean, our listeners, their brains are actively working right now to process this information that they are hearing. Right. Yeah, so sometimes we don't even like realize how much we are using the systems in our brains that help to hear and understand this information. But there's definitely a lot going on there. And that is why music is so impactful in our lives. Right. Um, so now let's dive deeper into how music can impact the brain and how we can use it to improve our lifestyles. So let's get into the explaining. Okay, so now we are going to explain and like we said, dive a little bit deeper into this topic. So we have already figured out that music definitely stimulates the brain and there's a lot going on in our minds when we are listening to music. But can listening to specific types of music be beneficial? Yes, absolutely. Um, actually, um, there are studies um, in several universities. I have reference here specifically John Hopkins. 
where new music actually stimulates your brain to make sense and process this new information, right? And the reason is because when we listen, for example, to a new song, at first, this new song is kind of like mysterious. Maybe we don't even like it that much. We don't like the tones, right? But this is very good because it makes your brain process and work it, right? So um, in terms of specific types of music, um, it turns out that your brain will love the type of music that you like depending on your personality, right? Specifically, the personality, it's in our frontal lobe, which is the, the most uh, anterior part, like the, the part when you're, when, where your eyes and your uh, forehead is located. That's where we have a frontal lobe. Right. So this is where we're, our personality is located. Right. And so if you like, let's say that you like classical music or jazz, pop, rock and roll, whatever it is that you you're into, that is what you will what will be beneficial for you, if that makes sense. Right. What are your what is your favorite type of music? If I can make that question. To I was guys. actually just going to um <laughs> Yeah, bring up that. Mine, I would say, is like classical and like very common. Okay. What about you? Uh, I like electronic music. Electronic? I, I know Sunai likes a lot of like Minecraft soundtracks and things like that, right? Yeah. Okay. So anyways, um, I was saying that this, um, depending on your personality, is the type of music that you will like. And also, um, most recently, there has been cases where um, patients with Alzheimer's, um, lit, the, the brains of patients with Alzheimer's lit up under an MRI machine when they listen to their favorite music. So in conclusion, right, whichever your favorite music is, that's the type of music that's going to be beneficial for your brain. Right, right. And I think it can also help to stimulate the brain, like you said, in Alzheimer's and patients of other neurodegenerative diseases, try and um, recollect that memory and have a good time. Mm -hmm. um, so then on the other side, can listening to specific types of music be harmful? Um, not that I'm aware of. I know that music has been proven to be beneficial, especially, like I said before, if it's a new song or new tones. However, what can be harmful is listening to music in um, high volumes, right? Especially when you have your headsets and you're listening to music in high levels. This could be a little bit harmful for your audition, specifically your inner ear. Right. right. So that's what I would say in terms of harm. Right. Yeah. So if you are listening and not just to music, but like podcasts, for example, just be aware, <laughs> um, especially if you're using headphones of how loud the volume is. It sounds like some people interpret some types of music different. Some people might classic music. Some people might like some other types of music. And what are the factors that cause some people to like certain genres of music? Well, that's a really good question. Um, but this has to do um, mainly with your personality and something that we call the limbic system, which is correlated to emotions, right? So there's definitely a link between personality, which, uh, like I said before, is in your frontal lobe and limbic system. So your personality um, and your limbic system deals with different processes 
right? And um, also some songs will stimulate the release of uh, neurotransmitter. It's a chemical, right? It's like a chemical that we have inside our brains. It's called dopamine. And this chemical can cause an area of your brain that is called the nucleus accumbens um, to kind of like seek pleasure. It's kind of like candy, like we all love candy, right? <laughs> what is your favorite type of candy? Jolly Rancher. Jolly Rancher. I have to say same. We have very similar taste. Right. And how do you feel when you eat that Jolly Rancher? Like imagine eating that right now. Uh, it has like kind of a fruity taste. So I would describe it kind of sweet. Yeah. And Sometimes maybe you. like. Maybe a tinge of sour. It's like an explosion, right? Goes in your in your mouth and in your head. So everything that you're describing, it's also very similar with music, specifically the type of music that you love, right? So when you listen to your favorite songs, your favorite music, your favorite type of uh, uh, music, um, it stimulates that area of your brain. There has been studies that suggest the similarities in terms of um, how music can be so addictive, right? And, and that's why we can listen to a song and put it in repeat over and over and over. Yeah, and music is definitely great, but then we also don't want to overplay it so much that it becomes addictive or maybe you lose your taste in that certain type of music. So it's all about regulation and making sure that you are doing just enough that it is good for you. Right, a balance. Yep, exactly. So that was very, very interesting. I think we learned a lot, had some fun conversation. And now, let's get evaluating. So now let's go even deeper into the impact of music, not just on our brain, but on our body and so that we can think about ways to implement it in our everyday lives for the better. So how does music processing impact our emotions? Emotions are processed in this area called the amygdala um, and music can stimulate our emotions depending on the type of memory that we associate with this particular song or sound. For example, let me give you, let me give you an example, right? Let's say that um, one day you were at home dancing with your mom to this specific song. I don't know, there's a song that, and, and you might say that's our song, right? And every time you listen to the song, even if your mom is not there and you're by yourself at school, you listen to the song and it reminds you of your mom, right? So, in that sense, that's how um, our emotions are connected to a particular uh, type of song. Another example that I can give you is that certain songs can make you feel happy, while other songs can make you feel sad. It's kind of like when you're, you're, when you're watching a movie, right, or a specific, um, I don't know, your favorite TV show, right, and then they put a, a scene where uh, someone is suffering or crying and the background music is a piano, right? So you will start feeling some type of sadness within yourself and vice versa. Let's say that there's a movie scene where there's like some action, someone is running, right? Um, and in this movie, they have like this electric guitar, 
right? And so you're feeling excited and you're like, run, 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 right? <laughs> Something like that, right? So that's how um, music uh, impacts our emotions. Yeah. And it's all about, I think, like previous memories um, and emotions that you experienced before with that music, because right. there's like no rule book saying that electric guitar equals happy and piano equals sad. Right. It's just that because those similar tones are reused in um, different forms of media, we get used to it. And now we automatically make that association. Correct. And that's it's it's depending on how your brain made an association. Right. It's kind of like uh, linking something to another thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about how music impacts the mind. But now what about its physical capability? For an example, maybe like reading a book quicker or maybe doing your homework faster. Definitely. Listening to music can help you. In many ways, uh, physically speaking, music, music can help patients uh, reduce seizures, for example. It can help improve communication. It can help boost your immune system, right? You know, the immune system helps you battle certain diseases, right? And it can help you um, assist or assist patients into repairing brain damage, right? So there's a whole gamma of different ways in which music can impact physical capabilities. As a matter of fact, um, I'm a person, my husband is another person. Uh, I know a lot of people who actually listen to music while reading something or because it, it helps you with that type of capability. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that I could say is that, um, especially when we are doing some kind of social activity, Right. Let's say that you um, have been invited to, um, I don't know, a dance party at your friend's house. You're listening to music, right? May they might play something that you like. So you start singing, you start dancing, you start moving, right? you start creating a memory between all of this information. Right. All of that is being processed by your brain. And that's how it can impact your physical capabilities. Right, right. Um, and then what about music's impact on focus? That's also another great question. And in terms of focus, um, music has a way to change uh, the, the way we perceive time, right? I don't know if you've ever been like listening to a song while you're reading and then you feel like time flies by. Yeah. That's how I sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So because you feel less less bored or maybe you feel like what you're what you're reading, it's it's more interesting. Right. In that sense. So, yeah, definitely music impacts focus in different ways. Um, I actually had a quote here that I'm going to read. It's from um, Dr. Botson from Harvard University. He said, of those who reported often being exposed to music as a child, 68% rated their ability to learn new things as excellent or very good compared to 50% of those who were not exposed to music. So I think that's a good number there, 68%, right? But also um, your brain, it's kind of like you have to use it or lose it in a sense that, do you remember earlier when I told you that your brain has like those 
streets or highways, right, of communication, yeah. right? Yep. So now let's say that this highway or, or this street was used to kind of like go from point A to point B. But if you don't use it as often, you start losing it, right? Your brain will decide to change that street for another thing, right? It's kind of like when you learn a new language and if you don't use it, you start forgetting it. Okay, and then for our last question of the day, um, is it a good thing to build the habit of listening to music? Absolutely. Um, always listen to music, especially uh, listen to new music, like I said before. Um, it's not that you should not listen to old music, right? You always have something that's your favorite song that's there. But when we listen to new music, remember, we are creating new pathways. We are associating, we are working our mind, right? So another thing is to, uh, like I said, um, music can stimulate different parts of your brain, right? Not only your temporal lobe, remember that's the first part, um, but also it stimulates your frontal lobe, right? Particularly your motor cortex. A motor cortex, it's the part of our brain that makes us move. The, the um, occipital lobe, it's what makes us see, right? Um, temporal, it's for audition and so on and so on. So the more we listen to music, bottom line, in conclusion, yes, build the habit of listening to music. It's great for our brains. Yep, and again, it's all about balance, um, balancing between how much you listen, what types you listen, whether it's your old forms of music or trying out new forms. Um, and something else interesting that I had read recently is that when you are working or doing something active, like if you are, say, like writing some essay or maybe doing like some heavy math work or reading a book, then maybe listening to a song that you really like that has words might not be the best because then you might get a little bit distracted and right. your brain is processing two things at once. So then you can listen to maybe music in a different language that you don't understand or just without lyrics at all. But then like classical music, right? Yeah. But then yeah. when you're doing something like art or exercising where your brain is mostly like free, then you can listen to the music that is more engaging and has lyrics. That's so true. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yep. So I think this is a great place to end our investigation. We've talked about the physical and mental benefits of music, how it stimulates the brain, and all of the science behind it. So this is awesome, and that concludes today's investigation. Okay, so this was definitely a very, very informative episode. Sanaa and I loved having you, right? Yeah, it was great to have you here. I actually learned a bit too of the brain. Yeah, I learned a lot about the different lobes and the different parts. Um, so if you could give us a quick summary of everything just for our listeners before they sign off, that would be awesome. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me here. Well, in summary, remember the brain... Um, specifically the temporal lobe is where we um, absorb that portion of what we hear, right? In, in, to put it in simple words, right? So it's the temporal lobe. In terms of emotion, don't forget is the limbic system, specifically the amygdala, right? For what, whenever we feel happy or sad, right? We create a connection, right? We create um, an association between 
the music that we're listening to, to a specific emotion, to a specific moment, right? And then another thing that's very important is that music can be very beneficial. Um, It can help you physically. It can help you mentally. Um, It is not harmful, and specifically when you listen to your uh, to the music that you really really like right and um the last thing that we went over was that how it processes uh how music impacts our focus right and there are studies that suggest that it really helps us focus with um education with uh, our physics Right, our 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 physic, right? Not physics, our physic, right? <laughs> and um, it is good to build the habit of listening to music. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we will definitely keep these tips moving forward and remember them for ourselves. Um, and for the people listening that are more interested in learning about this topic, um, on our website, we will have all of the resources that we used for this episode up. If you want to learn more, learnonpodcast.com. And um, in the description of this episode and on our website, we will have all of your links for Etsy and your Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. So I, it's all Queen Mary Anatomy. You find me as Queen Mary Anatomy on Instagram, on YouTube. I have a lot of videos about human anatomy and physiology for free. So go there and feel free to DM me whenever you want questions. I, I, I can answer in my Etsy shop, Queen Mary Anatomy. Okay. That's it. All right, Dr. Gonzalez. Thank you so much for being here. And until next, next time, time learners. learners.